Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. And how you guys doing? Welcome to the show. Hopefully the audio is sounding much better now. I think we figured it out somehow. When we do the recording for the first segment on YouTube, we do it through a streaming software. And you look at that video compared to what we do on the radio, totally different. On the radio, we have to broadcast at a higher megahertz than we do on this one. So we downloaded some filters for the software. So hopefully it sounds a lot better. We are working on it every day to try to get it, uh, you know, combined with each other. But it's hell because in the second segment, we go right into uh, the radio show and it's a lot of different settings over there but anyway today and i know you guys are busting on my balls because i haven't got to the biker news i know i am trying i got 15 arms man but uh before that man brotherhood and betrayal is out right now on amazon the links in the description box it gives the goods, man. Let's just say that. Get over there and check it out. It ain't going to snooze you like a lot of these other uh, books do. It's going to keep you awake and keep on going. Anyway, today, and let me explain the biker news business here. I love doing it. I love keeping everybody up, you know, to date on everything. But I really am enjoying, and I'm going to do it again. I'm really enjoying taking a second look at these cases and since I have, I've been getting a lot of other cases thrown at me to say, hey, man, these need some uh, exposure. You know, some people need some help. The media is always against them. They don't get their side of the story out. So that's what I'm, lo I'm loving it right now because we're trying to get multiple people's story out there where you have this type of how can I say it, bias against them in the media. We started off with Freddie's case. He is a uh, pagan that he's locked up because of that uh, murder. And I'm actually reading their side of the story right now in a book. So, uh, you know, by no means, that's not over yet with me. I'm going to keep everybody updated on that. Uh, you've seen us do cases on angels, all that stuff. I actually got a request because one of the episodes I put that, hey, man, a lot of people get fired because of their associations with clubs uh, and gangs, whatever you know they're saying in the newspaper, and they never give that side of the story. Well... We were approached by somebody who lost their job, and now they're under indictment uh, because they claim that uh, they didn't inform them uh, that he was a part of this uh, club. So we got a bunch of stuff on that one that's going to be coming out, and it's like, man, 
It's always funny to watch a government agency eat their own. It's a sad state of affairs, actually. It's a sad state of affairs uh, because this guy, he put his life into this club. And next thing you know, they're uh, holding it over. I'm like, what the hell just happened here? And that's what a lot of these people that we're talking about feel like. It feels like they're against the world. Now, I know that uh, everybody says that, but they truly are. Especially when you have judges sleeping with, uh, you know, the husbands or cops that were involved in bust. You know, we talked about that one with the Hells Angel Rhode Island one. Uh, we talked about what Pike and uh, Portillo went through. See, I say Portillo because it's like Portillo hot dogs up here. That's how we say it in Chicago. Uh, but I know I got that name wrong. My English sucks. But anyway, we talked about them, what they, uh, you know, faced as far as informants and stuff that went at them. Uh, we got a lot more interesting stuff that's coming out. And I think and what I hope is people are starting to learn where and how the government fits into all this mess when it comes to clubs, where they actually proactively with the profiling, uh, the bias against them, the whole nine yards. So you get a, you know, we this is actually stuff that we've covered in Biker News, but these are follow-up type of deals. What they went through, uh, how they're doing now, uh, the sentencing that they got. In this case right here in particular, it was actually sent to me saying, hey, you know, you're always talking about this. You're always talking. It had to be a freaking Leo that sent it to me because he went on this freaking tangent. It was. It was a tangent. But I was like, you know what? I'll pick this up. And there's a lot of uh, educational learning that is in the video you're about to see of an interrogation. Uh, owl summations. We talked about summations when you go for that guilty plea, what you got to admit. That happened big time in this case. And that those summations is what gives the DOJ, the cops, local, state, whatever it may be, their ammunition against clubs. You know, I've always talked about how, you know, it's a few here and there that do some stupid crap. But, but. What happens when that summation comes down really hurts everybody else. And then, you know, we've got a lot of new people on our station now that are joining us as well as YouTube. A lot of them don't understand MCs and they're coming from a media angle, but a lot of them are open to learning about, uh, okay, this is why motorcycle profiling's happening. This is why the clubs are always put in a bad light in the media. At least they, they'll, answer, they'll ask freaking good questions. They're not straight out dicks like a lot of people. So these are actually been helping them. But it is really important to see what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, uh, you know what? True crime, uh, those novels and um, podcasts, they're really popular nowadays. I was like, okay, well, why ain't you guys covering these injustices that we are? So I said, you know what? I'm going to start covering some of this stuff, man. Let's just do this. So that's why, you know, the biker news has been kind of on the back burner. 
because I think this is important. And again, I'll catch you guys up uh, as much as I can, man. It's like I'm spinning wheels over here because I got a radio station now to run plus this. But anyway, the case we're going to talk about today is the case that had to do with the Gypsy Jokers. Now, this is a case, uh, I believe it was a RICO case, uh, the national national got taken down. Uh, the a lot of high uh, <laughs> high ranking officers got taken down on this one, man. Uh, but anyway, let's read some stuff. I'm gonna go to an interrogation, and then we'll you know show you how everything went, why it went like that, and how a summation really hurts a club. So let's get to this business here. Uh, now, this was out of the Oregon Live. They were really covering this story real big time, man. Uh, this went back to 2018. They continued through 2019 until the case was finally, you know, everybody pleaded and the whole nine yards. Uh, I think it went to like 2020 or something like that. Uh, but this was a real big thing on the West Coast, I believe, because that's all we were hearing and stuff. Uh, the indictment of Gypsy Joker's national president, other members, reveals assaults, torture, and murder. Now, look at that headline. Look at the headline. National president, Gypsy Joker's, other members, reveals assaults, torture, and murder. Now, who ain't going to click on that headline? Anyway, uh, the national president of the Gypsy Joker Outlaw Motorcycle Club and five other, I'm surprised they didn't put gang in there, uh, five members and associates have been charged with racketeering, kidnapping, and murder in a new uh, indictment unsealed. It goes on to say, under the leadership of National President Kenneth Earl Haas of 61, who is also known as Wizard of Boss, are accused of wielding their power through intimidation, violence, and murder while enriching themselves through extortion, robbery, and drug distribution. Yes, 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 yes. Now, when a citizen reads something like that, automatically their mind's going towards gang. Now... I think it's very unfair, very unfair, where the media will put this type of crap out. But, you know, and that's why, you know, Black Dragon was right. You know, clubs need like a PR representative and stuff. Uh, I know the NCOC uh, tries to put out uh, sides of the story on different things. But clubs might want to start putting out their side because right now at the time when this happened, the jury pool's out there. The jury pool is already being played in the media. They're going to hear about this stuff. Just like that trial with that cops going on in uh, Minnesota right now. I fell for him, dude, because you know what? Even though he's a cop, you know, you're still, you get equal justice under the law, so they say. But anyway, his jurors were, yeah, his jurors were really... He's screwed, if you ask me, man. Because if they don't convict them, there will be riots any damn way. Uh, but anyway, it goes on to say uh, the indictment is... Now, this is an indictment. Meaning when you're arrested, you're indicted, grand jury, whatever you have to do. That don't mean guilt until you admit it. Anyway, 
they go on to say uh, members involved in barroom brawls, everybody is, that left people unconscious, brutal assaults of rivals, threats to kill those who talk to police, beatings or torture of club members who got in the crosshair of club leaders and the distribution of methamphetamine in one member's motorcycle saddlebags. Now, I can already see it. I can already see it. All the ones that go around talking the crap about the clubs. And they're going to come back and say, See, Hollywood, we told you. Hmm. Told us what? I just want to know. Told me what? Well, you know, brutal assaults of rivals, threats to kill those who talk to police, beatings or torture of club members. Why are they torture? you know, torturing their own people? What kind of person would want to be a part of that club? That's what they're already saying to me. I can see it watching the comment section. In September of 2018, Haas is accused of using large rings or brass knuckles to knock out the teeth of a member of the Oregon Veterans Motorcycle Association. Haas told the man that he had 30 days to shut the Veterans Motorcycle Club down. Now, I'm going to have to say, you know what, I might have to agree with some people, man. Why are you going after uh, the Veterans Clubs? Just Just my deal, man. I'm just asking, why go after a veteran's motorcycle club? They already served their country. They give you the freedoms that you're, you know, enjoying, but then you want to take away from them. That I don't agree with any, uh, no, uh -uh. uh-uh. He threatened to kill anyone who reported the assault. On another occasion, investigators allege House punched, kicked, and stomped a fellow gypsy joker with his heavy motorcycle boots knocking out several of the members' teeth and telling him that he was no longer a member of the club. Now, I don't get into inner type of deals. Uh, Club stuff, this could be BS coming from the newspaper. Uh, I don't know. I cannot verify any of this is true. This is what was said. And then you had the summations when they all pleaded guilty, so you got to make your own mind up on this stuff. Uh, Then the allegedly uh, assaulted people at a Portland bar after learning that one of the victims had spoken to police about the motorcycle club. They hit the man in the face and struck another over the head with a sap weapon, knocking him out. Uh, When a female associate was caught dancing with members of the rival Mongols Motorcycle Club, members of the Gypsy Jokers ordered her assault for disrespecting them, the indictment alleges. And there you go again. Alleges. Remember that. Uh, Then it goes on, angry with another Gypsy Jokers member. He's uh, accused of showing at his home, pushing him down a flight of stairs, and then locking him outside in snow barefoot. Now, one thing... One thing I don't understand here. If you're a member of the club, I don't care if they're a freaking officer or whatever it is, but when it comes to that kind of stuff, you're a man and you're you're wearing the same freaking patch, you should be able to uh, deal with what you have to deal with. Now, on the other hand, you know, the gang scene's a whole lot different, man. Something like that, somebody's getting shot. Uh, but anyway, 
And, you know, before people, well, you know, talking 1% biz, get the fuck out of here with that shit. This has to do with everything. You know what? This has been going on in the gang scene, uh, on the street crews forever, man. It's not a 1% deal. The story might be a part of that, but, you know, well, 1%, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Anyway, prosecutors had already charged four of the club members in the kidnapping and killing of Robert Lee Huggins in the summer of 2015 to maintain and advance their positions in the Gypsy Joker outlaw motorcycle gang. So it starts at the top with club, but by the time it's getting down there, it's like, hmm, yeah, now it's a gang. Uh, Now Huggins, and this is what did this whole thing with everybody getting busted up and everything. Uh, his was found by loggers uh, on July 1st of 2015. He was dumped in the Clark County field. He had a fractured skull, broken rib, broken leg, r- removed nipple, nails driven through his boots, slash wounds to his back and face, and many blows to his face, okay? Uh, the uh, cops at the time thought he was uh, a target of a revenge killing. Now, could you imagine that somebody who was about to serve on their jury seeing something like this? Yeah, it's biased at that point, man. Anyway, uh, police said the defendants acted together to kidnap him from a southeast Portland home by knocking him on the head with the hard object and zip-tying him. Uh, yeah, brotherhood right there. Kind of, oof, yeah, brotherhood. <laughs> they are accused of killing him on a rural property near Woodland, Washington, and then dumping his body in the field near Ridgewood. Uh, they contend they were seeking revenge against them for burglarizing the Woodwood home of a Portland Gypsy Joker's president. Well, at that point, you know, he deserved it if he did that. Uh, anyway, the uh, Fisher had handwritten notes he shared with uh, somebody while behind bars discussing the 2015 beatings of Huggins, the taking of property, and his killing. Oh, nice job, handwritten notes. There you go. Real smart. That's all I have to say on that. Uh, anyway, uh, there was six people that were tied to this, and they were indicted on murder, kidnapping, and racketeering. Uh, six members, you know, then the national president. So I don't know if it was six plus that. Okay, here it is. Here's the answer. Uh, official said Gypsy Joker, Outlaw Motorcycle Club, national president. Okay, that was in there. So there was six of them that were indicted for this murder. And they named... Five other people associated with the club, charging them with several crimes connected. A former member of the club, one of the suspects was unnamed. However, the other four were listed here. Uh, They served that search warrant back then. So, here's what the Department of Justice just said. And remember, the Department of the DOJ, when it all it happens to have something to deal with uh, clubs, they're always in there, man. They're like little busybodies, always in there messing with people. Uh, Kenneth House is the leader of a criminal organization that, through its many chapters and support clubs, has sold violence and intimidation throughout the Pacific Northwest. 
This is an organization whose members and associates pride themselves on living outside the law to use kidnapping, assault, murder, and other forms of violence to extend and maintain their power. Uh, they will have their day in courts, what uh, they said. Now, I don't know what happened here, but this is talking about an ex-Gypsy Joker. He must have been one that was charged, too. Uh, he was accused of racketeering. He fears retaliation in custody. So the plot thickens here. Uh, he says he's at more risk, and, you know, this is way back then, but Joseph Dwayne uh, Falkerts is a target. So I don't know if he was cooperating with police on this deal or what, uh, but his uh, request was denied. Uh, he is facing that potential life sentence. He's 62 at that time. Uh, so he'd be like, what, uh, around 65 by now. Uh, now cops said, uh, or the prosecutor said he wasn't involved in the initial abduction, uh, of Huggins who was taken from the home. Yes. Uh, but he did witness the 2015 beating in Washington, help restrain him with zip ties and his wrist during the assault and then drove, uh, his body to a field. So. Yeah, I guess they came up to him and the joint and said, don't open your mouth. Now, battleground man pleads guilty. Now, a lot of them started and did that. Uh, it was Falknerts. Uh, there you go. There's your answer. Uh, that must have been what's going on. Uh, pleaded guilty to conspire, uh, conspiring to engage in racketeering. His sentence is scheduled. Uh, he's looking at a recommended sentence of 24 to 30. He was the fourth defendant at that time. Uh, he was uh, now the 56-year-old uh, Portland man, Huggins, who was killed, was a former enforcer and treasurer known as Bagger Bobby, and he was banned uh, from the group after he stole money to buy heroin. You know, that's why you don't, a lot of guys, a lot of clubs, man, they don't accept that kind of shit in a club is that heroin crap needles uh but anyway uh fisher who you're gonna see in this interrogation deal uh this is one of the organ you know what they uh talked about with his uh summation when he pleaded and he was 49 at the time he acknowledged and this is what's so detrimental to a club or any organization out there this is what the DOJ uses to label people a criminal gang, the summation. He acknowledged that the motorcycle club from at least January 2008 until October 2018, that was must have been when he was active, was an outlaw organization whose members followed a written code of conduct, wielding their power through intimidation, violence, and murder while enriching themselves through extortion, robbery, and drug distribution. And these charges, again, stem from uh, the 2015 kidnapping and killing of uh, Bagger Huggins. Uh, <laughs> my goodness. That summation is a killer, and that's, again, what the DOJ uses to uh, put these on gang lists and all that kind of crap. So now that they have that summation, which a lot of club members do in taking the guilty pleas instead of going to trial, is now that, uh, you know, 
they kind of screwed the freaking club. I'm just saying, man. Uh, he And that's where he talked about uh, Fisher uh, handwritten notes that he shared with uh, the guy, uh, the boss, while behind bars. He, What are you doing? You never talk in the joint. You know, that's just me, man. But that, you know what? That's from a street crew type of mentality, man. Uh, but anyway, let's look at this interrogation. Now, I have to say, this is some of the stuff you don't want to do. And look specifically at the body language. Let's take a listen. Okay, you understand at any point in time you can invoke these, okay? Uh, but now, they were talking about invoke your right to a attorney. I'm going to sign it right here. And what's that? Yeah, I know they they uh, have your address, but for me, what's your address? You know, can we get a couple years? <laughs> Long time. That's an easy number. I wouldn't get rid of. <laughs> now that they're just going over the basics with them, his phone number, all that kind of crap. About the Gypsy Jokers, um, I may have even incarcerated it through the brothers. Uh, uh, you've been in for about how long now? Probably like seven years, I think, maybe. Okay. Answered that question. Now, you looking at his body language, uh, interrogation, man, you want to put your elbows up on that table, your hands in your freaking, you know, clutch them and stuff like that so you don't seem nervous to them. Because these guys are trained in these interrogation techniques to, uh, you know, notice what's going on when you're lying, all that stuff. And that's the reason why as soon as they get your name, your birth date, uh, your social, whatever the hell they want to get from you, that's when you have to say you want a lawyer. Now, this was when they started this interview. It was from 417 uh, is where we're at now. So, you know, it was a 12 minute and 51 uh, second interview length. I actually uh, I saw, your, I saw your booking photo from uh, Utah. Yeah. Uh, with the Rainbow Coalition. Yeah. Um, that sounded like that was a pretty wild event. I uh, don't know. I never made it up to the place. What, 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 I'm just curious what happened. I don't know. I mean, I, a couple of the guys, one of the guys broke down the side of the road and we sat there and worked on his bike. The next thing you know, we're leaving and got pulled over. Now, he's starting them off with an easy initial type of conversation. That's what these cops do. Chad, your sergeant in arms. Don't know. Don't want to tell me. <laughs> I, I knew Jason, uh, yeah. and I, I'm sorry for, for the loss of Jason. Yeah, I was kind of a loss there. I mean, pretty much. I know. Uh, and yeah, Jason known each other for a long time. I know at that point he was the national sergeant in arms. Um, I just assumed Chad would be the hand? national sergeant in arms. Because they were pretty close. Um, you know, like I said, I know some things about your club. Obviously, I'm not here to bullshit you, and I expect that you won't bullshit me. You know, obviously. See how he's going at the beard. The cop is, uh, you know, they're going right at him now. They're gonna, you know, hit nerves and stuff, and you're gonna already tell that he's nervous. Uh, he should have hit that lawyer right away. You're here in the predicament here that you are. Um, but uh, I understand the club life. I understand uh, some of the things um, that might be going through your mind right now. Um, and, and I, to a degree, empathize with you. No, I'm going to be respectful to you. No, I get it. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. I'm moving forward and checking out uh, some stuff. I get it. So, like I said, I, I want to be respectful to you. I don't want to play the cat and mouse game. I know you've probably had run-ins with the police before. Yes. I'm going to do something that probably most police officers don't do, okay? And I'm going to kind of fill you on some stuff, okay? So before you say anything, 
let me give you a little bit. Let me help you out here, fill you in while we're here, what we want to talk about. And like I said, be respectful to you and at least show you, you know, that we're not sitting here playing games with you. Mm -hmm. Fair enough? Yeah. Awesome. So I want to talk to you about a guy named, uh, well, he goes by Bagger Bob. Yeah. Okay. Um, first and foremost, obviously, I'm sure you know who he is, but the reason I want to talk to you is obviously, as we all know, he died a while back. Okay. So we've been investigating that. We've talked to a lot of people. Now, when he brings up the murder victim, you can see he gets real rigid. Okay, we've done a lot of homework, uh, not necessarily myself, but a lot of people have. Um, we've been running grand juries here. People have gone to grand juries today, yesterday. As you can probably imagine, it's late in the day. We're waiting for you to, to, to get moving, but a lot of people have moved before you, meaning that a lot of people have already been in the same seat and are being talked to as we speak. Okay? Like I said, that's one of their good tricks. <laughs> obviously, as you can see, we've talked to people. I'm not going to lie to you. People have given you up. I'm perfectly honest one. with you and tell you that I don't think it came from you. Okay? Based on people smarter than I. Based on evidence. I don't. But I don't want to see you sitting in that seat and taking the wrath of everyone pointing the finger. That's why we're here, my man. I'm honest with you. Okay? Not bullshit, as you probably see. Mm -hmm. So, it's not about you helping us today. Okay? It's about helping I'm you. I'm serious. It's, it's about you helping yourself. <laughs> you got other people, I think, that need you more than people that are sitting under these rooms right now. Because as you, as I, that's what I'm gathering. Uh, yeah. Okay? Is he stealing too? Uh, I didn't tell you for sure. Okay. Hypothesize? Uh, I don't know. I mean... Like some guys don't get told everything, man. Okay. What's that? Some guys don't get told everything. Oh, okay. I get it. I get it. So I guess when I ask you these, some of these questions, I, I don't want you to tell me anything you don't know. But if it's something you hear... Mr. President, you are going to know why he got kicked. I know a lot. Let's see you think I do. That's when they're playing the good cop, bad cop shit. My memory is so fucked up. From, I get it. You know what I mean? I fell off a of Right here. Oh, oh yeah. right here about my Someone in their family. What do you know about that? Well, I mean, you got now to credit him, man, he's uh, you know playing the dumb card, which is awesome. What you're supposed to do, but uh, you know, as you can see, you have a lot of people here. And he gave away too much, especially with his body language. Never talked to cops. Uh, no reason to talk to them at all. Let your uh, lawyer do the talking. And then you had a retired cop. I can tell you that to answer any questions other than your name without a lawyer present is only hurting yourself. I want bad guys in jail as much as the next guy, but the laws are there for a reason. Protect yourself at all cost. So that's just a little of the interrogation uh, that went on with this case. But... I think the whole point of the video here is just to gloss over it, but the summation, when it comes to that, I think that's what really is used against uh, MCs and against gangs. Uh, it's happened with organized crime, with the outfit, with the syndicate. Them summations put your organization under a freaking big-ass light.
man. And it really brings uh, and gives them an excuse to really, say, profile you if you're in a club. But let me know what you guys think uh, in the comment section. Don't forget uh, to uh, subscribe, like the video and stuff. We're going to head into the second segment of the show with uh, China Doll. We're going to have a good time over there. That's Motorcycle Madhouse uh, Radio.com. Yes, it's awesome over there. So, pound rock on in that uh, deal. We'll see you over there, man. It's going to be a fun time. Don't forget to get your copy of Brotherhood and Betrayal. It's on Amazon right now and circulating through all the uh, major online ones. I'll talk to you then. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't get the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happen. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. What's up, everyone? How you doing? It's hump day. Hump day, baby. Today we have a birthday. It is a last birthday. Happy birthday, hon, from all of us over at Insane Throttle. Don't forget to get your brotherhood and betrayal. And we have good news, people. Good news. We hit the top 100 in organized crime true accounts list. Top 100 within the first day of the book selling. Congratulations to all of us that worked on that book. That is awesome. Now I have my co-host in here. The one that will slip you some visine if you piss her off. So you'll take a shit. Right in the bar. Yes, she is the devious. She's a viper. It's China Down. <laughs> Shit happens. <laughs> Shit happens, literally, man. What? You're crazy. I know. We, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, last night on Rockin' with Hollywood, uh, China was uh, in on the, the, the mix last night, and we were talking and stuff about how mean women are, and this bitch over here, she slipped the mickey, or by zine, in this guy's drink at the bar because he pissed her off. And he was shitting all night. She, like, dropped half the bottle in his drink. And every time he would come back, you know, he was sweating stuff. China Dow would say, well, why don't you have some more drink? And he'd go right back in shit. What? It happens. It happens my ass. That was nasty dirty of China Dow. You know, now I got to watch my food. Now I got to watch my tea because you're a devious bitch. I don't have any Visine. It's gone. My what? God, I never knew you had it in you. What? I'm telling you, when you tell somebody you're not interested and they keep trying, payback's a So finish. you give them Bizine? Why not? 
You know, you women are nasty, man. You are vipers. Well, he thought if he kept buying me drinks, it, I would, it would make me change my mind. And yet, yeah, no. You're too old for that trick. I'm freaking way too old for that. I know that routine. <laughs> we want to wish uh, safe travels to T-Spain. He is now off the ship. Harm, we want to give our thoughts out to Harm, man. Uh, last time I seen him, he was on Facebook. Uh, hopefully, He was going to have, what, a surgery or something? Yeah. Okay. Uh, general chat in the Discord server. That way you guys can talk to us during the show. We got my boy Geo in here. You know, the one who can't do the chicken dance. Uh, and he did it at Hooters. Uh, you can't embarrass yourself in front of all them hot-ass women. No, you can't. You just can't do it. It's a sad state of affairs sad right there. Sad state of affairs. <laughs> J-Man's in there. Uh, Dark Soul, thanks for the donation this morning, Trucky. J-Bone, uh, Morbic, and J-Slicks. Uh, D-O-I, that is Corey Graff, man. Rock and roll, Corey. Uh, man, Donna's in there. We got everybody in over. I'm uh, looking at the radio uh, dashboard here. Yeah, I can't even go through how many people are on there right now. So uh, It's a hump day. I can't wait. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, the freaking weekend's coming. Our members-only deal is going to be on Saturday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over in the Discord members only section. Good times, good times. Uh, do me a favor, guys, when you're in that members only chat, do a push to talk. That way we're not walking all over everybody because that kind of gets fucking annoying. <laughs> everybody wants to get a word in. But we got a uh, sad state of affairs here. I want, I, you know, I, could, I haven't covered the biker news in my YouTube uh, segment, so I'm going to cover some now real quick. Uh, a father was gunned down in front of his kids by a motorcycle gang. Go figure. There we go. Let's see. We now know two young children were inside. They both survived along with their mother, but the father did not. Now this weekend shooting happening just south of Arena Boulevard in Natomas. CBS 13's Laura Hafley is there live after speaking with the victim's family. Laura? The California Highway Patrol tells us this was an isolated shooting and the public has no cause for concern, but for one family, their worries are far from over. Raising money for funeral expenses is not how Jay Venable's family planned to spend time together. After a bloody Sunday along I-5 in Sacramento. There was a recording of dispatch saying that she was pulling a limp, a lifeless body out of the car. Passenger appeared to be pulling the driver out of the vehicle completely limp. Jay's fiance dragging him out of their truck riddled with bullets and their two young children still in the back seat watching their mother beg for help. She was trying to flag down help. But for Jay, it was too late. He took his last breath on my sister-in-law. She wakes up every morning crying her cries. You can hear through the whole house. What CHP is calling an isolated highway shooting left a nine-month-old and seven-year-old lucky to be alive. I think it's a miracle that they made it if both of them were hurt. I mean, glass breaking, all of that, it's, I think it's a miracle. Their mother scarred, their father gunned down in front of them. 
I had to tell her that her dad passed. Sad state of affairs right there. Uh, sad state of affairs on uh, that one. Uh, that happened again in Sacramento. Uh, now, uh, on, some on Freddie's case, man. Everybody knows I've been covering uh, former uh, pagan Freddie uh, Angelo. Uh, and he just got a spot in Philadelphia Weekly where he was able to kind of give his side of the story. Uh, he goes on to say they needed a sacrificial lamb and he was it. Now, those that uh, don't know his story, go ahead and check uh, my first segments out over on YouTube. Uh, he, you know what? He's pictured here that I'm looking at uh, with Freddie. You know what? This guy's like a 60s freaking hippie. He really is. Uh, I'm actually reading the book right now and, you know... The what and he actually commented on this book. Uh, I read Annie's book and there's a lot missing to begin with. Dr. Kaufman and Joseph and Francis Muholland murdered April, not I. And yeah, this is just a screwed up case. But like I said, I wanted to go into uh, both sides of the story to really give you guys a big uh whole picture of this deal so we're gonna go on to our first music of the day and i think everybody's gonna know this one i got this uh a request from a listener and uh you know what i'll take request in the general for the next show or whatever that is uh tomorrow because i gotta look it up in uh, the system make sure we can play it and stuff but is this is the white buffalo and if you don't know this song something's wrong with you Outside my window I hear him calling I hear him sing He burns me with his eyes of gold to embers He sees all my sins He reads my soul One day that birdie spoke to me Like Martin Luther, like Pericles Come join the murder Come fly with black We'll give you freedom From the human trap
Come join the murder. Uh, you know what? He is an awesome musician. He's best known for Sons of Anarchy. And I'd have to say, China, that uh, that was the perfect song to end that series. Yeah, it was. It was, man. And there's a lot of uh, visuals that were in that ending scene with Jax. And one of the biggest ones I got out of it, which uh, summed up that series to me... Uh, or it actually sums up 
what we forget about in this scene is the motorcycle. Yeah. At the end, he was at peace, but he was on that motorcycle. That motorcycle took him to the other side. Uh, I didn't like the ending where he crashed right into a damn truck. You thought Jax would have a better ending than that. But it did show the solemn, uh, you know, peace he was in on that motorcycle. And, you know, bikers are always talking about clubs. We cover them a lot. And it's not about that. It's about the motorcycle, the uh, brotherhood. You know, we were on the bike yesterday. Mm-hmm. And what kind of peace do you get from that? God, it's probably the most relaxing, calming feeling I ever get. And, you know, a lot it's of people ch- say, yeah, it's the freedom <laughs> or it's the wind. But it lets you, you know, gather your thoughts. It changed my mood. I mean, it always does. Yeah, because you were a bitch beforehand. I was. No, but seriously, just like, okay, yeah, it's the freedom. It's the wind in your hair. Welcome. Wasn't the wind in my hair. I was wearing a helmet. Yeah, and you actually look real good in a helmet. I look kind of cute. And you got used to it real quick. I did. You except, like it now. <laughs> except I had to go, is it tight enough? You're like, is it blowing off your head? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it did. I mean, I went from being cranky and like kind of blah and then, you know, go on that ride, even though it was a little tit-nipply. It was chilly, but, you know, I didn't go long on it and stuff like that. No, it was just the point that you took me out. Right. It was fun. But we always are forgetting the motorcycle. Yeah. You know, you see the social media stuff, uh, you see the comments, and it's like, you know what, stop forgetting what it's all about. I remember in the old days, it really wasn't all about clubs. It was about the tech of the motorcycle. It was about the history of uh, the race teams. Everybody loved the hill climbs, the flat track racing. And that seems like it went by the wayside now because the advent of the internet. And clubs are the top topic everybody talks about. You know, that's why I enjoy uh, channels like uh, Adam's, because he does a lot of riding, Uh, all the tech videos. I really love the tech videos because it gets into the motorcycling. Uh, What about... You you change. You flip a switch. I don't know if it's your bipolar crap or what with that bike, but it really does calm you down, even though you were yelling at me yesterday after we got it. You ruined my TikTok! (laughs) I was like, what the fuck do I do now? All I was doing was riding the damn bike. Because there was a specific one I wanted, and I told you, and I showed you, and it didn't happen, so now I got weight. Well, that's because, you know, I have a hard time with memory. Yeah. You know, I get you know I get the zaps, and once I get the zaps in an epileptic, that's like resetting a computer. Yeah. So you got to remind me. I know. But it's, and then it, she gets pissed off because she was talking to me because she's used to not having helmets on and be able to hear me. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I think I went with, uh, you know, one intercom instead of two, so she wouldn't talk my ear off while I'm riding. Uh, she was talking, and I was like, what'd you say? Never mind. Forget it. I didn't say nothing. Forget it. This bitch has some bipolar problems, man, even on the freaking bike. I'm like, forget it. I was all mad. I don't understand. You seen I had a helmet on. I know, but you should wear your half lid so we can actually talk. 
I ain't wearing my half lib. I like my three quarter. Sad. You know, my three quarter man. It, like uh, you were wearing it on purpose so you can't hear me. <laughs> well, you got me there. <laughs> you just don't want to hear me talk. Well, sometimes you know I want to enjoy the peace, just like you. Rude. You know, when you talk, it's like Freddy Krueger shit on the, you know, the chalkboard. It is not. You bring up the stupidest shit sometimes on the back of the bike. No, I don't. Here I am riding and you're talking shit. <laughs> I did not. I, and then, you know what? This bitch has the gall. She has the gall when I'm pulling the fat boy out. See, with Harleys, I love carbureted only. I don't like fuel injected. Uh, you know, the fuel injecting... I love when it comes to the Boulevard, but my Harley, I like it when it's carbureted. So I was pulling it out, starting it up, getting it running, and she looks at me. Well, I'd like to have a radio, or I'd like to have a cup holder. I said I want a cup holder by the back seat. And I'm looking at her, (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about? A cup holder? I want a cup holder so I can carry my Pepsi, my cherry Pepsi. I can't make this one happy. <laughs> a freaking cup holder. Well, yeah, because I don't like drinking cherry Pepsi out of the bottle. It tastes gross. Well, so, yeah, it tastes gross, but you wanted to change my fat boy. I want to drink it out of my cup. And she already knows I have a real issue with radios on motorcycles. You know, I just believe in the bare necessities when I'm riding. You know, I like hearing the wind past my ears. I like, you know... Not being, hearing my voice. Not hearing your voice. Because and you, you know, want a radio. Because you know if you had a radio, I'd just be singing along the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, sometimes I actually got to ask her, you know, who sings this uh, song? And she'll tell me. I was like, let them bucket sing it then. Rude. You know, have you guys ever experienced that when your women is on the back of your bike and they don't know how to shut up? They don't know how to take it in. They don't know how to take the scenery in. They got to talk it and ruin it away. Well, where we live, too, we always ride past, like, a bunch of farms and stuff. And I'm like, oh, it smells like butthole. <laughs> and you're like, what? I'm like, never mind. Never mind. I don't want to talk. <laughs> never mind. You didn't hear me first time. I'm not repeating myself. <laughs> so that's why I didn't get a second intercom for my helmet because I got the one intercom. And it's also my Moto Vlog uh, deal set up. It's all in one. And she says, well, why didn't you get me one? Because I don't want to hear your fucking talking. That's why. Because she would. If I got her an intercom on her helmet, I'd be screwed. I'd be screwed blued. Yep. She'll be doing nothing but talking. Yep. What kind of fun is that on a ride? You know, instead of saying, well, I let loose and I love my motorcycle, I love my ride, it's like, shut the fuck up. No. China down knows how to talk, man. You guys better watch out at the Rumble, because this bitch can talk. (laughs) Sometimes she don't even allow you to talk. Yeah, that happens. She has a conversation. You know what? She might be talking, and this happens at uh, her work when I walk in. There'll be people talking. She'll jump in, start talking, and they'll try to talk, but then she's talked over them, so she's having a conversation with her fucking self. I like conversing with myself. I get the answers I want. 
I know you don't have much, you know, brain matter between them two ears of yours, but don't you think you should allow other people to talk? Sometimes. When it's necessary. <laughs> Do you guys have women out there like that? That you be talking and they just talk over your ass. So, I got to deal with that. So, yeah, when I'm on a bike, I don't want to hear much. You know, yeah, tap me on the shoulder. You know, that's pretty and blah, blah, blah with all that women speak. But I don't want to hear your problems on the bike. I don't talk about my problems except for when it's stinky. Yeah. Every, you know what? We live out in the country. And, eh, you know, there's a lot of farms around here, a lot of dairy, a lot of cow shit. Okay? I get it. But every time we pass a farm, you got to say that. And it's always the same place. <laughs> every time. It's the same farm. I'm like, Bleh. I already get it. I get it. It stinks like shit. <laughs> I always have to point it out, though. You don't have to remind me. <laughs> I always have to. You know, now, you know what? Knowing how she is and that her sister's coming, you know what? Give me a fucking motel. Okay, bye. Because <laughs> you guys are going to be talking, talking, talking. I won't be able to say nothing. I'm just going to sit there and let you guys answer for me. Because it's not about Hollywood, then. Yeah, even though it's supposed to be all about Hollywood. Nope. No. No, we'll make fun of you. I bet you will. A but I, you know what? I, I, you know what? I'm going to get high that day. <laughs> Let's see how much making fun of me you do. Uh, no. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Hey, Donna, man, what do you think about the top 100 in that category? I think that was, uh, I couldn't believe it. It's amazing. And it was on its first day. It's in its second day right now. We slipped a little bit to 82, but we're still in the top 100. That's because people have now found out that we're, we ordered a bunch of books. <laughs> so they're coming here and they're going to wait to get them from us. Those are what, uh, 10 days or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I don't think they'll be here until the like, 12th, eight, like the, the 12th. The, the 12th, the 11th or 12th, they'll be here and we'll be able to ship out at that point. Yeah. Because basically what they're going to do is go through the PayPal, and then you guys got to remember, if you want us to sign them and stuff, which you do because you're buying it through us, uh, you got to let us know who to make it out to. Because <laughs> if you don't, we're just going to make it out to your screen name. <laughs> now, who you know what? China Bao brought up a good uh, ideal for signing the book for her. She wants to put lipstick on and kiss the book and then sign it. Yes. I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. You know, maybe we'll have you do that in the back uh, of the book, and I'll sign in front, because the back of the book's where your, where my stuff, your is. stuff is. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Well, and the best part is, uh, in the back of the book, where one where my poem is, is a photo of me, so I was going to actually do it on the photo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. That'd be fun, I think. I'll go kiss the book. <laughs> so, you know, this segment right now, I think, uh, is really about uh, the enjoyment of the motorcycle, man. I have to dedicate it to the motorcycle, because if it wasn't for the motorcycle, none of us would really actually be here. So, what I suggest uh, to those that are always commenting on my YouTube channel or Facebook about clubs 
is to step back and get back to the old uh, roots where it was about riding and brotherhood and partying and all that. You're over here laughing. What now? <laughs> More big scum. <laughs> oh, I ain't in general. I got to go look at this shit. <laughs> it says, can we get one with Hollywood? Puts lipstick on also and kisses the book. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Hollywood don't wear lipstick. <laughs> you know, I was a little worried about the lipstick idea with you. Why? Because I'd have some freaks, because I got a lot of fucking freaks out here. Yeah. Okay, they'll get the book, sign with your lips, and next thing you know, they're putting their dick through your fucking lipstick. Ew, why would, they, why would they ruin the book like that? Because they're freaks! They wouldn't do that. I, they're freaks! You never know in this world! They wouldn't do that. That's nasty. Come on, somebody cut off their grandma's ears and pulled them out on interrogation. Out of their pocket. Out of their pocket. The dude must have had a freaking previous life in Vietnam because he's cutting nares off and shit. You don't think one of these dudes are jacked or pecker on this? Come on. Why? Because my lips are on their back. Because your lips. Do you do, well, is that the hand you use? <laughs> no, I'm a righty. And my lips are on your left hand? No, they're on my right. Oh, see? Yeah. Yeah, you jack off with my lips all the time. There you go. That's a good way of putting it, man. <laughs> You know, I fuck like a beast sometimes, man. When?
favorite fantasy is I love two hard cocks. I like to have one fucking me and I like to suck one off while the other one's fucking me. And today I'm having two of my very favorite friends come over and they're gonna be eating my pussy and I'm gonna be sucking them off. Mmm, I can hardly wait. They should be here any minute. Suck it. Suck it deep. Suck it. Suck it deep. Suck it. WMMR to the creep. Rockford, where Suck you can deep. always get your freak on. Suck it. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't get the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, maybe this guy was fucking like a beast, but a woman stabbed his ass 30 freaking times with a che uh, cheese knife. What the hell? Yes, maybe. You know, he had head wounds to his head, his face, his tongue, his esophagus, his hands. Dude, bitch, she, she fucked him up, man, because he was uh, like a beast, man. Maybe he was with, uh, you know, one of her girlfriends or something. What you never do, guys, is ever go for one of your girlfriend, wife's friends, family, any of that, because you're going to get your ass stabbed. The, look what China Dow does when they piss you off in a bar. She gives you the shits. She pours visine on your shit. Could you imagine what the hell she would do if I did one of them deals? She'd kill me. It's bad enough I already got to worry about her slitting my damn throat at night. Bipolarness, man, living with that. Why would I do such a thing? Yeah, right. You're innocent, my ass. I'm telling you right now on this freaking radio station that if I end up missing in the river or in a barrel all cut up and shit, it was China Dow who did it. I don't know what you're talking about. It was her. You got to revenge Hollywood at that point. Telling you. I don't know what you're talking about. So anyway, I got an interesting subject, actually. Oh, shit. What? And this actually came from a listener. He's like, you guys always talk about the 80s. I was born in 1998. Now they're making me feel fucking old, for one. And he was like, what was it like, actually? Just don't skim over it. What was it like living in the 80s? So, I was doing some research here, and I came up with some facts, and I want to see if China Dow can remember this. All right. Money and inflation in the 80s. If you had $100 back then, it would be an equivalent of $243 today. That is why, what was minimum wage like back then? I know when I had my first job, 425. it was 425 an hour is what I made. Yeah. That was some bullshit. Yeah, my first job. You know job. how long it, it took me to save for my first car off of that bullshit? Yeah, my first job, 425. 
425. Where did you work? What was your first job? The laundromat? Dry like, cleaners. You worked at Merry-Go-Round. Yeah. That's where all the cabaritis and IOUs and yep. shit like that were. While I was dur- going through beauty school, yeah. <laughs> okay. A new house back then cost $68,000. Brand new house. <laughs> Depends on the suburb. In 89, it was 120000 and you already know what it is nowadays, man. We're talking about fucking, uh, you know, two, $300,000 houses, man, or just, you know. And in California, them motherfuckers, you get a raggedy-ass one-bedroom for like 600 and something thousand dollars. Okay, pay attention, China. I know you have a freaking short attention span here. The average income in 80 was only $19,000. That's all it was. A uh, cost of a new car was about seventy-two hundred. Uh, the fashion stuff back then. You know what? The fashion was pretty cool back then. That I will agree. I miss my Cavaricis. The Cavaricis, the tall hair, Andy. Okay, the one, the one thing I don't miss, them MC Hammer pants. Oh, the parachute scenes? No, no, no. They were like they had wings on them. Yes, I don't miss those. <laughs> and if anybody asks who's Andy, that is China Dow. Shut up, I'm not Andy. You know, because she has that short-ass hair. Yesterday, we were uh, at the gas station, and I looked over at her. I was like, it's no wonder the bull dykes are after you all the time. And her eyes and the look that she gave me was like she wanted to kill my ass. You know, because everybody knows China's bisexual and stuff. But she's always being hit on by bull dykes. Yeah. I was like, damn, man, what's going on with you? And she's like into the feminine ones. She loves the hot ones. Uh, but the bull dykes scare you. Yeah. If I want a dude, I'm going to get a dude. I don't want to know. Is, the, is your stalker, that bull dyke stalker, still on your TikTok? She's still on it, but she hasn't said anything lately. Thank God, huh? I know. That scares me. <laughs> I'm like, uh, half the time I go, God, should I really post this video? You know what you need to do? I uh, think I'm going to drop you off at a lesbian-only bar. And I want to see how many phone numbers you get from that bar. Okay. And what I think I'm going to do is that would be a good episode for us. We're going to go undercover with China in a lesbian bar. All right. I think it would be fun, don't you guys? I think it would be fun and interesting. Well, it's not going to be just a lesbian bar. It's a gay bar in general. I'd probably not even talk to the chicks. I'd probably go hang out with the dudes. That's not the point. I like gay dudes. You know what? In my old neighborhood, there used to be a lesbian-only bar there. No, not The Grand Bandstand. Not around here. They're just considered gay You've already looked. Well, yeah. I want to see where I want to (laughs) go. I like going to gay bars. What? We took you to one. You didn't even know I didn't even know. I was pissed when you guys told me. Yeah. And I, everybody it, knew but you. Everybody knew but me. <laughs> okay? I was like one of them idiots from Police Academy that walked into the Blue Oyster and didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, but see, it I wasn't was oblivious. like that. But it wasn't like that. No, it wasn't. No. But I thought the women dancing together. That's you know, normal. That's normal. And next thing you know, you do know this, uh, James, that this is a gay bar right before we left. And I was like, What? You're, you're like, you know, because, you know, I seen guys hugging on each other and stuff, and 
I was like, okay, but I you guess. Know, you know, guys that are really good, close friends, they do, you Bikers know. Bikers do it all the you time. Know, you hug and whatever, but yeah. Yeah, this is a gay bar. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they laughing at me. Dude, I wanted to punch her in the mouth. <laughs> it wasn't my idea. That's just where we went. Bullshit, that it wasn't was, your idea. It wasn't my idea. It wasn't. It was Christina and her husband, Stacy. It was their idea to go there. Now we know about them. Yeah, well. Anyway, do you remember this event when Mount St. Helens erupted uh-huh. in Washington State? Yes. How about when John Lennon was shot? Yes. You remember that one. Okay. Uh, let's see here. MTV when it was first launched. Yes, and it was all videos. It was every one of them were videos. It yes. didn't do what it is doing today. No. I don't and you would actually stay awake for your favorite video to finally come on. Yes, you would. And then you'd like jam it out and then you get pissed because like in my house, my brother would just happen to come in and turn it off or unplug the TV. <laughs> <laughs> when my song was on. Right. Be like, what the hell? And I'd chase him around the house. Motorola introduces the first mobile phones. Guess what year? What year? 1983, the big-ass brick. The brick phone. You remember we had one of those all the way into the 90s? They were, like, freaking expensive as hell back then. Yeah, and then after that came the flip phone. The flip phone? You had one of them. I did. I still have one. (laughs) It's by Verizon. It's a flip phone. (laughs) Now, you know what's funny is because our daughter's very first cell phone was a flip phone. Uh Uh-huh. That bitch could text like a mofo. How in God's name? Because, you know, you know, A, B, and C are all on button two. You know, there's three letters to a button. That's pretty sad that you even know that. Shut up. It's like a, cell, it's like a you know, <laughs> pay phone. <laughs> or, a, or a regular phone. House phone. You know. So, but she could text without even looking on one of those phones. Right. I can't even text without looking on the phone I have now. Where were you when the Space Shuttle Challenger exploded? What year? It was 1986. You don't remember where you were? I was in the library of middle school when we heard that come over and everything stopped. I was, I think I was in English class. English class? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, in, I was either in, it was either English or, wait, or home ec. Home ec. Yeah, it was either English or home ec. You know ec. what? Did you fail at home ec? Because you sure, to su- you suck at cooking. <laughs> no, my partner did all the work. You I, know what? They should have made you learn. No, made my partner do it all. And there's something from the 80s that is still happening today. What? It has longevity from 87 till now. you got to guess. It's Mullets? A, no. I'll give you a clue. A lot of I'll give now. you a clue. What? It's a cartoon. Tom and Jerry? Flintstones? <coughs> no? Come on, everybody out there. Let me know if you were in the 80s. It's a cartoon that is the longest-running cartoon, and it's still happening today. Come on. What is it? Uh, A cartoon that's still happening today. 
It's not Tom and Jerry. Tom the Simpsons. Oh Jesus! I don't. Watch oh that. Bart. Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simpson. Oh my goodness gracious! I can't believe that you didn't know that. I can't believe they started way back then. What yes, the 1987. Jesus Christ. Do you remember? I wasn't allowed to watch them. What comes to mind uh-huh. when I say this? Okay. Fanny pack. I had one. <laughs> a little bag of water. You had a fanny pack? Hell yeah. You know what drives me crazy is the men that had the fanny packs. I still see people wearing them now. They sell them at Walmart. They still sell them damn things? Yeah, for like seven ninety nine or something. I got to get your son one of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's seen them. He won't do it. <laughs> you see a lot of people wearing them like uh, on the beach and stuff. Mm-hmm. What is the biggest thing that Coca-Cola did wrong in the 1980s? It made them look like shit, and they have to put it on their can now. Oh, because of the sugar? When they reinvented the recipe. Why? They have to put that on the can now? Coca-Cola Classic. Because it Be- says classic? Before then... It was just Coca-Cola. It, it was just Coca-Cola. Remember, they came out with that new, uh, new Coke shit. Even Donna knew. <laughs> Donna's got this. Okay. What do you think when you hear the name of Max Headroom? The head in the TV talking. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the future, too. (laughs) The talking head. Oh, my God. I used to love when he came on. (laughs) He was awesome. He was. That was funny as shit. It was. (laughs) You need to find a sound effect with Max Headroom. (laughs) I do. I'm gonna. <laughs> you do. Because that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be some funny shit. I love that, dude. Okay. What would our kids not understand how to work as a music? What we had to take. A Walkman? Yes. With a cassette. <laughs> would they understand how to rewind it with the pencil? Hell nah. <laughs> what do you think if you gave our kids a cassette tape? They probably look at me like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we used to listen to music, man. What was, how, you know, me, I had freaking hundreds of stuff from the bands. Now, see, our daughter, she would get it because she, I gave her mine when she was a kid. Uh-huh. My Walkman. I gave her my cassette Walkman. Oh, Morbid just did it. <laughs> he put up uh, Max Headroom, the best bits ever. I'm going to have to download that and convert it into a freaking <laughs> a radio sweeper. That's what I'm going to have to do. No, I gave our daughter one, but I don't think Corey would have a clue. Did you ever work out with Jane, Jane Fonda? Fonda? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did Jane Fonda's workout. I actually have the VHS tape. In that closet right here in Holy the studio. Shit, no way. <laughs> We're gonna have to bring it on and show people. <laughs> it's in that closet. Did you wear the tights and stuff too? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You wore those tights? I wore the tights with the bodysuit and the leggings. 
Oh my goodness gracious. Yes, I did. My Just to do my little workout video <laughs> with my mother. You had to do it with your mom? Yeah, it was weird. Especially since there's in the video that I have with Jane Fonda's workout. Um, there's this guy that's in the back of the room and he's like a comedian. So he's like doing all the exercises like really goofy. So I'd like be laughing hysterically and I couldn't even do the damn thing. I just sat down and watched the video. <laughs> Morbick just said his first truck had an 8-track radio. I can attest right now a 76 Lincoln that I got sitting outside right now only has an 8-track in it. Yes. And you did not know what an 8-track was. Yes, I did. No, you did not. Yeah, I did. Okay, you can tell yourself that. Okay. What was it like buying your first VCR? I don't know. I stole one from my parents' house. I didn't buy my first one. No, when you were a kid. When did, you know? Well, when my dad brought the first one home, it was cool. I think he brought that home and a microwave. (laughs) 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 We went with no microwave for a long time. So did we. So did I, man. Microwaves were, everybody was worried back then that uh, they'd give you cancer. Yeah. So I think we got, we actually got, like, within the same week, we got a VHS player, and then, like, a few days later, we got a microwave. (laughs) It was great. The Just Say No campaign. Oh, yeah. With old Nancy. Nancy Reagan. Now, who did you like better, Nancy or Barbara? Nancy. I liked Barbara. Yeah, so. Barbara was uh, more clear, you know, she was more straight to the point, where Nancy was like uh, a Kennedy-esque type of uh, female first president. But that's when the eggs came out and stuff like that. You know, your brain on drugs. Your brain on drugs in the frying pan, yes. Now, what commercial was, where's the beef? That's Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta love the old lady from that commercial. Come on now. (laughs) Where's the beef? (laughs) And every time that commercial came on, I'd always look at my dad going, Can we go Wendy's? (laughs) And he's like, No. (laughs) I'm like, Damn. What was the Hands Across America? Oh, that was like the We Are the World kind of thing. Yeah, six point five million people yeah. participated in that uh, for fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. What was different uh, from today? Uh huh. The bands. What uh-huh. was different back then with the bands? You couldn't understand the music. <laughs> Nowadays, some of the words you can't even understand. But what did they look like? Eighties hair rockers, man. Girls. They all looked like girls. <laughs> they they all wore makeup. They, the hairspray, and that's when they banned Aquanet, didn't they? No, they never banned it. They just said they don't recommend it because it's going to kill the ozone. The ozone layer, that was huge back then. Yeah, so like my kids would always tell me, it's your fault that the ozone layer's messed up. Yeah, because I'd use a can in a day. <laughs> tell me about your first cabbage patch, kid. My dad actually uh, went out when they first came out and got me one. I still have it. It's in, it's in Brittany's closet. <laughs> <laughs> you got that? Yes, it's a little boy, and his name is Douglas Lloyd. So you still first got... You remember Garbage Pail Kids? Yes. All them freaking stickers everybody used to collect? Heck yeah. I used to, I used to have a sticker album. <laughs> what, I had the puffy ones, the ones with the googly eyes, the scratch and sniff stickers? Right. I had all of them, man. 
Now, the biggest running teaser. Who shot? JFK. You got it wrong. I don't know. Who shot who? JR. Oh, who the hell cares? I never watched that damn show. Who shot JR? I hated that show. <laughs> did I you still ever, hate that show. Did you ever break dance? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Who the hell did it? You know y'all did it. Shut the hell up. You all busted out that piece of cardboard and went at it. You know it. Okay, finally... I used to be able to do that caterpillar thing <laughs> on my stomach. Yeah, if I do it now, I'm going to break something, but, you know. Finally, what song is associated with the 1985 Chicago Bears? The Super Bowl Shuffle. The Super Bowl Shuffle. She's got it right. Holy ding, cow. Ding, 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 ding. What? I think it was... Uh, uh, a time of exploring back then. Hey, what did do you, you think? You know, it's the only time they won, right? <laughs> <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> they haven't won a Super Bowl fucking since, you cocksuckers. <laughs> hey, it took the Chicago Cubs a uh, hundred and something years to win in 16. we are the Bears. Shuffling crew. Shuffling on down. Doing it for you. What? That's pretty sad that you know that. Uh, I anyway. used to play the record, and um, the funny thing is, is the big, the big album. Uh-huh. Yeah, my ma has it. You know how much that's worth right now? You know how much I'm gonna take it? <laughs> You're goddamn right. She croaks, I'm more, taking all her fo- I'm taking all her albumins. You got freaking Morbic over here with this garbage pail thing, sharpened Cena. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Did you know? Do the research people. They actually had a garbage pail kid. I can't remember what the full name of it was, but it had the word corona in it. Look it up. Oh, my goodness. It looks like somebody that's got a virus. Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. Let's quick as a cell 
and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't get the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. So how do you like the Rockin' with Hollywood and Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem show? Unbelievable. I love you people. I hear them a lot. They're as talented as anybody and any players anywhere. You're listening to WMMRTV Rock On. I totally agree with that. We are the best fun people around. Oh, even Donald Trump knows. I know. That's awesome, ain't it? He's such a great man. Look at that, telling us how great we are. Indeed. Don't forget the replays of these shows. You can hear again over on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, the whole nine yards, iHeartRadio. Enjoy them. I'll talk to you later. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Say goodbye, China. Don't be rude. Goodbye, China. Don't be rude. (laughs) 